Welcome, everybody. It is that time of year again, our anniversary, specifically our two-year anniversary, and it is time for the DCOM Choice Awards. Woo! We are Woo! so happy to be your hosts for this evening, mainly because no yes. one else was asked to host, and we invented the awards. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly why we're hosting. <laughs> Billy no- Crystal was not available, nor was he interested. <laughs> uh, Neil Patrick Harris, I thought we could get him, but you know, he's got such a busy schedule. But so he was we interested, weirdly him. enough. He was. NPH answered our phone calls. But you know, he doesn't get out of bed if there's not a musical number. And you know, this doesn't lend well to that. Musical number? Well, <laughs> it's the night of night, so come on, hop aboard. It's the DCOM Choice Awards. Wow, I, I know you practiced that. That because that's <laughs> too well, too well measured. It rhymed. Um, so if you're gonna pretend that you didn't rehearse that, you well, no, are a liar. No, it, it's from a TV show. Actually, it's from um, Codename Kids Next Door. It's a song they sing. I just changed some of the words. Sure, um, sure it is. <laughs> but uh, if you remember uh, our anniversary last year, we went through all the films we watched in that past year. And we nominated some for some awards, and now we're gonna go through them all and give them out, and it's gonna be a fun discussion. And but the thing about this year that's different, you guys, is we let you guys vote on Twitter. So yeah, we decided we actually care what you guys think. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> once, for once, you would decide to listen to us be wrong. Um, so right. yeah, so Luke gets a vote, I get a vote, and you guys at home get a vote. And Indeed. so the winners will be partially decided by you, but they'll also be partially decided by me. Which should make you all worry because my opinions are uh, you bad. don't you don't know how worried I am actually, but uh, yeah, Stemma's point. So yeah, we're each going to get a vote, and whoever has two votes wins. So uh, should we just jump right in? Let's and start with our first jump category? in like that kid doing a toe touch into the real. All right, so our first category is a worst category because we mm. always like to start with the negatives. I love the worst uh, categories. Which, uh, which is also a hotly contested category almost every year, which is the worst parent. Oh, in... this is my favorite award, guys. There's so many bad parents, and we want we want to honor are. you all, bad parents, but there can only be one. Yes, there can only be one every year. So this year's nominees uh, are the Ballards from The Poof Points. Oh, wow, fuck them. Gwen from Halloween Town 2, Andy's dad from Motocross, mm. and all of the parents from Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> Just the, the <laughs> Just whole blanket. Kit- Every single one of them. They were pretty bad. Um, The big standout for the nominees bit here, by the way, is Gwen. Why was she nominated? Because she, in Halloween Down 2, she was a real idiot and just wanted to bone the frog man. She was trying to fuck that man made out of frogs. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then then she got the mask put on and didn't attempt to use magic to take it off. Yeah, she's bad at magic, but great at trying to fuck some frogs. This is not the only time that Halloween Down 2 will cause uh, nominees from last year to be put in the worst category. And also, guys, like, I want to say I remember these movies that we do, but then I was looking at these nominees, this nominees list, and I was like, who? What? Why? Like, I had no memory <laughs> of to why she was nominated, but now that you said that, that makes sense. So just keep bear with me as I'm playing catch up here. All right. Yeah. So, Lucas, who is your pick for worst parent? Um, well, it's it's honestly a little tough because I am really tempted to go for the uh, parents from Lemonade Mouth because there's just so much to unpack there with a how lot. much they get wrong. That being said, I, I don't know if this is just because we just did motocross like a month ago, but I mean, Andy's dad, dad uh, of a, what, what, whatever Carson, I don't know, Edward Carson, I think was his name. He was rough, like sucked hard. Some could say, honestly, the real antagonist of that movie was I, her own father <laughs> yeah that's you're not wrong and i i honestly i think i'm gonna have to go with a- andy's dad on that one andy's just because dad. because like 
Because Gwen, Gwen is on this list because she did badly in one movie, but she mm-hmm. is still a great character. I do like her. And the Ballards, while I did hate every second mm-hmm. that uh, they were on screen, I don't, I don't remember their names. Uh, I, I know their kids' names. I don't let's remember. not even waste it time like, on that. It's like Norton and something. Yeah, Marie? I don't know. Um, uh, they were just really, really annoying. Like they and they were, they were just horrible to watch. And that's also the writing's fault because they had to, you know, play. Children. Don't make excuses for the Ballards. Yeah, but uh, I I'm gonna have to go Andy's dad as the worst parent. Interesting in the, in choice. The past year. Interesting choice. Um, I agree with your logic on Gwen. Was Calabar's revenge her best showing? Definitely not. Does she redeem no, herself later on? Yes. Like you know what? Just there's just sometimes you're gonna want to fuck a man made out of frogs, uh, and like there's nothing you can do about it. And <laughs> we've, we've all been we've there. all been there, Gwen. And I forgive her for that. Um, so she's fine. All the parents from Lemonade Mouth really hurt Lemonade Mouth because the only thing saving them from like my wrath right now is that goddamn stepmom who was still in college. Whatever the one that picked him up from jail's name was. Uh, true. I don't know if we should count Sydney. I'm counting Sydney, Sydney, and I will not vote parents from Lemonade Mouth. Even though I, 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 but uh, but I think her, I think her dad is the is the. His I think, dad. I think, his I, dad. I, yeah, I think I know. I think Wen's dad. Um, I I think Sydney is like a separate issue. I think to group her with the parents because she's not a bad parent. It's okay, Wen who's based, father. I'm still not picking them because the grandma that raised the Bridget Mendler was chill. And yeah, but she's not the parent. That's the grandma. And her dad is in jail probably for a dope ass crime. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't I can't judge him for that. And whatever his name's other kid, Charlie's kid, parents had a dope ass Mercedes. I'm not picking the parents' lemonade <laughs> mouth. Um, uh, what is my other options? Ballards or Dead for Motocross? Um, I have to go for Ballards, I think is my vote mm, because okay. they never redeem themselves to me as to where Andy's dad at least finally lets his wife take the reins. Um, even though he's a massive misogynist and should burn in hell. I have to pick the Ballards because you're afraid that they were actually like really terrible parents. Like they remember they were like doing work during their kids' graduation. Like at least Andy's true. dad cared about something. Was it only motocross and was it only his son's performance in motocross? Fine, but the Ballards were so wrapped up in their stupid jobs they didn't even give a shit what either of their kids were doing. Even though their kids were like geniuses as well. Like they didn't give a fuck about their kids, and for that, Ballards worst parents. That's that's fair logic. I can I totally understand your logic on that one. But that being said, I'm right because the audience agrees with me and they voted Andy's dad as the worst parent. So right, that hurts. So Andy's dad takes category one. Uh, oh, by the way, we should mention that we are technically doing this before the polls close because we are recording earlier than we thought we would be. So everything should still be the same because you guys all seem like you're done voting, but I should just put that out there. In case there's a uh, surge of votes for the Ballards at any point. <laughs> a last sure. minute run to the polls, if you will. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I wish I, Andy's dad deserved this award. I'm happy for him taking yeah. this home. Um, he, he ran a strong campaign. He did run a strong campaign this year. Uh, honestly, it's my dream for this podcast. It will never happen, but I want you guys to know that my greatest wish is that one day we'll do these awards and like whoever wins worst parents will like call in and like give an acceptance <laughs> speech. <laughs> if that this dad was to, we were just to now like switch board over to this guy being like thank you guys so much i really tried to be the biggest dick possible I, like i worked with an asshole coach for like months yeah. to get this roll down it was yeah, very method i didn't speak to my own daughter for weeks all right that's uh, <laughs> that's my great. greatest dream uh, yeah uh so let's move on to the other side of that coin which is the best parent Ooh, from okay. the past past year of dcoms and we have first Michelle Thompson from the Ultimate Christmas Present. Who I don't even remember that woman. McGuire. It was you know, she was the caterer. Remember? Isn't she, that someone like, who didn't have plans on Christmas Day? Next. That, okay. <laughs> uh, Sandy Rosen from Geek Charm. Okay. 
uh, Susan Aarons from Stuck in the Suburbs, the chief. Yeah. From, uh, psych. No, don't don't you pretend that I forgot about her. I know her. Okay, yeah. And Andy's mom from Motocross. The real other side of that coin. Um, I'll go first this time, and I think okay. we all know who I'm picking, which is going to be Geneva from Motocross, who was the really? best mom of the year. I she she killed it for me. Um, you know what? It's it was it is it fair? She probably had a bigger role than some of these other moms, but it, it was close for me between her and the mom from Stuck in the Suburbs because I like yeah. that mom too. But she does mm-hmm. talk about the house an annoying amount. It's like it's a house. Move on. And Geneva was really dedicated to getting her daughter some of that sweet motocross D, and I respect that. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm in a similar position myself because I I do a part of me really wants to give this to the chief. Um, Susan Aaron's just because she is genuinely one of the best parts of that movie. She's like the emotional center, I would she say. She really is. Uh, yeah, and but I just think this is too. I just think her competition is just too stiff, and I think uh, Geneva Carson it's, takes yeah. this runaway category. And uh, clearly, the audience agrees because they also, they also voted, voted for Geneva? Her, Geneva by a landslide by like she 80%. swept the category. 80, wow, eighty of the vote went to Geneva wow! Carson. Wow, a landslide. Yeah. Well, you know what, in there, in, like, obviously this victory should not be a bullet, but, like, who the fuck was else? I don't even remember that woman. Sandy Carson was cool, but, like, whatever. Um, it really Sandy was, Rosen. um, really was between Stuck in the Suburbs mom and Motocross mom. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that is the problem with doing this category, is a lot of times they're slim. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> All the parents are terrible. Unlike the, uh, worst parent category where I had to cut people. There was primaries like, for worst parents. There were primaries. I almost put, you know, a Zoe's mom on there, because, oh. you know, she moved, she moved her daughter into a house with three men, and despite her protests. And so, but this one, I just kind of was like, yeah, they were fine for a couple Have, of them. This didn't happen before, and we should probably write this down for the history books and see if it ever happens again is that we have a split from the same movie to married people that not is even divorced. true worst parent and best parent <laughs> yeah that's true that is very funny how do they make it work i don't know Nobody knows. <laughs> um but let's move on to another hotly contested category mm. best original song which mm. is always a fun and interesting category and a difficult category to judge mm. but our nominees this year are more than me oh. by jordan cahill my Year by the Cast of Zombies, Determinate by Lemonade Mouth, and Supernova Girl by Micro. <sighs> okay. You can go first yeah. this time. I went first last time. Um, this is possibly one of the most Sophie's Choice situations that we, we find ourselves in the Decom Awards, and it nearly is every year. Uh. Um, I, I, I'm definitely not, it's definitely not my year from Zombies, I, even though that was the song I liked the best. We all know movie. you hate Zed, Luke. We all yeah, know uh, you yeah. hate Zed. Yeah, you, everyone knows because it's true. Um, and I mean, I love Jordan Cahill, but again, there's just a category where the competition is high. There, you really need to put your best foot forward here. And I think I'm gonna have to give it to Supernova Girl from, for, by Microbe. And I really, uh, trust me, a part of me really wants to give it to, to Determinate because it is a Ugh. bop. But I think Wen's rap break in Determinate is just drops it down enough it's that I do stuff. not feel bad about give, giving it to stuff. Supernova Girl. Um, wow. Okay, this is really tough. This is a hard category for me. I do love Determinate. I, that song mm-hmm. was in my head for so long. I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. You know I'm a number, number one Jordan Cahill stan, but my problem with this category, again, because I don't do any of the heavy lifting around here, you do them, I don't think this is his best song. I know this is, like, the headliner, but I like 
the first one. Make a wish. But I'm also, if, you, if that were the case, I sent you these nominees beforehand. You could have. And said, I looked hey, at Clinton them, Nick. and I didn't care enough to. <laughs> <laughs> to I told my... you to look them over because I'm gonna have the audience vote on them. Yeah, I, said, Do you I know. I remember you that. You could have told me to put put Make a Wish instead of More Than Me. You know what? Things so have you have been no, very... you know to blame it yourself. I know things have been very busy on my end. Okay, there's a lot of new things on Netflix that I've been really, really in the trenches with. Um, but yeah, this is tough. I think you just have to go with, it's honestly like you have to pay respect to like things that have stood the test of time. And that is Supernova Girl. Like that yep. is this, 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 you Performed can walk by up people. Lord and Savior protozoa. <laughs> you can walk up people on the street and go zoom, zoom, zoom. Like hopefully they will finish the lyric. If not, punch them and run away. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just so <laughs> iconic. You can't not give it to it. It's and very iconic. protozoa deserves this win. <laughs> That's true. If there was a best original artist mm-hmm. category or artist of the year, if there was a best original fake musical artist, <laughs> fake that, musical we artist, can do it that next year because you know there'll be more. Yeah, I, we, we, we are always adding categories. There are more than last year. But, best uh, fake yes, celebrity. The, the audience once again agrees and we have a three-way consensus because they also voted Supernova Girl. It was really uh, it was really between that and Determinate uh, but uh, How, What Girl. was the split? How like, Was it a landslide like it was for Gwen? It was, it was pretty big. It, it was... Uh, 58, 28%, uh, Girl. Closer than I thought it would be. And then 6%, my year, 8%, Jordan Cahill. Wow. Uh, Lemonade, those younger people that love Lemonade Mouth, man, they are hardcore. Hey, stan Twitter, man. Um, Lemonade Mouth stan Twitter is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Okay, now this is, this is legitimately the closest voted category. Seriously? This is this next one. Okay. This is the one, the one, the thinnest margin. So we're going to have a interest, our work cut out for us. Uh, this is, this is worst protagonist. Oh. The worst main character of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also is a tight up, race. Uh, first up is Marnie from Halloween Town 2. Once again, that film takes a great character that was on the best Why list did we hate last her year. Can you, because she my was mind? an idiot and wanted to bone Cal within five seconds and she spent the whole movie running around trying to find the spell book and she got it stolen in the first place she was just really dumb in this movie she made a lot of mistakes she did and then she somehow saved the day at the end she also used the internet in some kind of weird subplot that never came to fruition oh yeah Halloween Town 2 is not good did (laughs) you know that they're dating in real life have Mm -hmm. we had this conversation already I I think we've had it but not on the podcast by the way yeah Mark uh Kimberly J. Brown and Daniel Kuntz, who plays Cal, they're dating in real life now, which is hilarious Wild. and amazing, and I love it. Amazing. Love it. At least one good thing came out of this fucking movie, which is that relationship. That's true. Uh, well, we'll get to we'll touch back on that in a second. Um, and then there is Allie from the Ultimate Christmas Present. Wow, fuck her! I remember like, her sucking, <laughs> lazy and annoying, and like mean to her all, Brenda right, song the yeah, whole time. Mean to her Brenda song. I like that phrasing. Um, and then Vicky Austin from A Ring of Endless Light sucks also, uh, but just not not maliciously sucks. Just boring sucks. Uh, and then Eddie and Marigold from uh, Poof Point. Is that those are the parents? No, those are the kids. What? Those are the parents? No, Edward, Eddie Ballard, and Marigold. The mom's name is Marigold, Lucas. I swear to God, you're wrong. Uh, maybe I don't know. I know the kid's name is Eddie. Maybe I got the other than girl. The wrong. mom's I'm name not... is Marigold because I remember him like screaming it 
60 million oh, times. Oh, yeah, you're right. I goofed it up. <laughs> Marie, the daughter is Marie. Marie. Okay, you can see how I got I got the mom and the name. They're similar names. They, the one name has the other name in it. I, I didn't I, hate I the up. kids. This, this is the kids, not the parents. That's what I'm supposed to be voting for this here? Is, this, this is the kids. Oh, I put the kids on. okay. I, I, again, Emma, if you have problems with the list, you could have told me to change it I am hearing this list for the first time so, right and, now. But also, but also, you're forgetting the fact that while their parents were in the process of dying, uh, Eddie and Marie were more concerned about making it into a band and uh, getting with a girl, getting with a guy. I don't even remember the their girl parents subplot. Suck. Uh, but and also, so you're telling me you enjoyed Eddie's straight to camera narration? No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy that at all. That's what I thought. Um, but uh, I went first last time, Emma. So who are you <sighs> voting for? I liked the actors in the Poof Point, like Taj Maori and the girl. And you know what? Their parents fucking suck. So if they didn't care about them dying, that's the parents' problem. Parent better. Oh, God. Wow. This is such a tough category. It is, right? It's really, it's real rough. And it's not a Sophie's choice because we don't like any of these things. But it's just like, which I one hate, It's like, more? who did you hate the most? Honestly, Allie, Ultimate Christmas Present. I hated that girl. She was so entitled. She was like white privilege in a fucking stocking cap. I hated her. She gets my vote. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think, yeah, you, I think you hold a lot more malice for her than uh, I do, because my vote uh, is Vicky from A Ring of Yeah, Alice she Light. sucks too. Just be- because she really sucks, and just because her whole character, like, it, it, nothing is explained about her life, like, why she uh, could speak to dolphins. But that has nothing to do with her character. That's no, 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 just no, the no, movie. But the, no, but, no, 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 but, like, and how poorly she handles the fact she can speak to dolphins. Yeah, she's terrible she said, about that. She, she, she says the most weird things. Also, like, Vicky, like, just decide who you want to bone and go that well, way. We'll get to that in a second. And, like, I think you're forgetting her saying the dolphins are absolutely connected to everything. I forgot And believing that. that 100%. And let's it's just Vicky. be honest here, guys. Misha Barton's acting has never been... Yeah award worthy except for right now yeah. which we're gonna give her award. And, and, yeah, and yeah maybe i didn't like the kids from the poof point uh very much but uh i would definitely think vicky was the worst uh what did so the audience point vote oh the audience uh said marnie from halloween town too wow we have a three-way split we have a three-way split so we have to try and uh we can't convince the audience so you and i one of us has to concede has to, to concede. one of us so we can have... okay, or to the so audience's what... vote you know what? Uh, I will flip to audience and I'll say Marnie. Really? I really did. Okay. She really did suck in that movie. Now that I I'm thought you were gonna flip. To, I totally thought you were gonna flip to me. You know what? You can't. <laughs> I, I. There's like she wasn't actively bad, Luke. She just sucked at acting and was boring to watch and bad at acting. Like, yeah, but when the whole movie's about her, yeah, that means she's bad. But like, like Allie from Ultimate Christmas was a bad person, and Marnie is a like makes a bad selfish decisions like like that's what i'm judging it on like are they doing bad things yes marnie like steals her grandma's spell like bad like bad 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 it's that thing where you're screaming at the camera going no you fucking idiot why would you do that like same thing with Allie when she steals the weather machine like like and marnie steals the spell book it's like that like I, that's when I get it. Marty, pro- okay, okay, Marty doesn't steal the spell book. She allows the spell book to be stolen. Yes. If she tries to have sex with Carol. Yeah, on in top of it or whatever. Room. But it's like, <laughs> it's like when you're watching protagonists do things like you would never do and you're like, you goddamn moron. That's when I hate protagonists. And that's okay. why I would vote that for Marnie sense. over Vicky. Cause she's just so passive. She doesn't even really do anything besides like almost fuck a dolphin once. Like, 
Who cares? Okay, fair enough. So we're giving it to Marnie, which is a real bummer because I love Marnie. I know. She's really, she really sucks in Halloween Town yeah. too. Um, hopefully come October, she'll redeem herself in Halloween Town High. She will. <laughs> and let's move on to category five, best protagonist, which again, this was a little hard to narrow. Really? Um, uh, a little bit for me. Uh, which we have Andy from Motocross. Love her. Xenon from the titular Xenon. Love her as well. Uh, Zoe from Zapped. Yep. Um, and Brittany and Natasha from Stuck in the Suburbs. Wow. Um, uh, it's interesting how this is our first all-female category, which would be best protagonist. I'm just saying. I mean, this did, this did, I believe, happen last year as well. Oh, this is hard because I really do like, did like all of these characters. For me, personally... I like Xenon a lot, obviously. She's a feminist icon. She rules. She's, like, an action hero yeah. in a Disney Channel movie. She's fantastic. But my thing with Xenon but- is she is a little selfish and, like, kind of annoying. You know what I mean? I do like her, and I do... I, I think she redeems herself, but, like, there is a reason why, like, nobody takes her seriously in the beginning is because she's kind of, like... Yeah. Vapid and like upset and like can kind of take advantage of Nebula and like her like band of followers yeah. that like do whatever she wants, like those reckless stunts. True. Like I like yeah, I don't yeah. or like she redeems herself and has a growth arc, which I really like, but like early on Xenon is not like that likable of a person. I don't know if I necessarily say I I don't know if I necessarily say she has that big of an arc. I feel like it's more just about like everyone kind of getting on her level. Like I don't think she as a character changes all that much in the course of the story. I just think she's like does more by the end of the story. I think I think if you want a character with a good arc, you go to Andy Carson. Andy has a great yeah. arc in Motocross, for sure. I'm not here to debate that. But that being said, I think the strongest characters we've reviewed in the last year are Brittany and Natasha from Stuck in the Suburbs, and they get my vote. They're flawed. Because, They're inherently flawed, both of them. Right. They're flawed people who find each who other. Who find each other and, and accept each, other, each other for each other's flaws. Yes. I think I also vote Brittany and Natasha. <laughs> well, that's not a surprise because this is your favorite Disney Channel original I movie. Think and I love I, them. I, I seriously do. They're acted so well. They're written weird, yeah. really well. Like, I, if you guys remember the Stuck in the Summer episode, we just talk about how good all their dialogue and interactions are. They're written like, like well real written people to a point yeah. where, like, obviously that's not, this is not going to be like super realistic, but like, Brittany and Natasha are multidimensional. I think they have a lot more dimensions. That's an excellent way to put it. Than some of these other protagonists who are just unequivocally awesome and badass the whole time. Which I, I, I yeah. as a woman, I appreciate a real woman who has flaws, but is also a badass. I think that's Brittany and Natasha. Yes, I, I 100% agree. Um, the only one we didn't talk about was Zoe. And she, I mean, she's... Talk about bad, someone who great, has no but... flaws. That character... <laughs> Does she have a flaw uh, in the movie? I don't think so. I mean, she's. I mean, she does like mind control people, and that's not cool. But like, she's but so does everybody fun. else. All right. And she also does sick dance no- numbers. She's the world's um, best dancer. But, but yeah, so me and Emma are gonna agree on Brittany and Natasha. And guys, I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in you. What did they vote for? They well, no, they gave the the majority of the vote went to Xenon, which is fine. I totally again totally see where that's come from. Brittany and Natasha only got 10% of the vote. Guys. Only 10%. Guys. It, it was 54, Z, 54 Xenon, 33 Andy, 3 Zoe, and then 10 Brittany and Natasha. Show some respect for Brenda Song and what she built for this country. That's ridiculous. I, I, I know, we're not trying to scold you. Obviously, Xenon's an iconic I'm character. I'm trying to scold but, you. <laughs> uh, but no, we're going Brittany and Natasha, best protagonists of. We're overriding you on this, guys. This Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's the way the cho- DCOM Choice Awards go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to, we go from the protagonists to the antagonists. Woo! So the, the villains, the bad guys, whatever you want to call them. 
But let's start with the worst antagonists. <laughs> I love this category. It's a, it's a fun category. So many good options. So many good options. We have first up Mudslide oh Crush from God, Lemonade Mouth. Oh my God, so many hats. <laughs> so many hats. Then we have Rene Cartier from Motocross. Oh, he was physically uh, abusive. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, then we have Nicole from Geek Charming. Excuse me, who? Exactly. <laughs> uh, the And then Len from Stuck in the Suburbs. Is that the producer or the friend? Which, who even is that's that? The, 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 that's the producer who's okay. like trying to like, ch- who chases them throughout the town. Okay. It depends how we're using the word worst here. Or, yeah, we, run, we ran into the same thing last year where it's like worst is like, because they're villains, isn't it good to be the worst? No, we mean worst is like, the like uh, the worst bad guy like the person like they are not good a- antagonists for the film not for the like character I, you know what I'm saying yeah i have to go with mudslide crush on this I, they were just so yeah. bad for the film they were so stupid. They wore so many fedoras. And, like, they never once had, like, a good leg to stand on. Like, they didn't have good... It's, like, the thing that we always say, like, what's your plan? Like, what's your motivation? Like, give it to me, villains. And, like, they had just none of it. And then, like, the one guy who was in Mudslide Crush was like, I'm in Lemonade Mouth now. Let me fuck you, Nao. Like, it was so... <laughs> I can't... Like, the, the, the actual... Like... But wouldn't you know the antagonist in Lemonade Mouth is the principal? But that is also forgotten almost I, no, immediately. No, that's what I'm saying. None of them are following was, through. They have uh, no real antagonists. I was literally just about to say, for this list, I almost put the principal, but I realized, wait a minute, he really doesn't oppose them in any way, shape, or form? It's, yeah, it's Mudside Crush for me, dude. There's no point. Uh, but they're definitely, the reason they suck is definitely a vestige of the fact that this, that Lemonade Mouth was a movie that didn't know where it wanted to go. Cause like the whole beginning of the movie sets up this whole narrative of the band beating the other rival band and then convincing like the mean principal that the arts are important. But then they go in like a, a band bio pick direction that really just kind of takes those plots they established and throws them right in the gutter and uh and mudslide crush suffers for it and also their music is really bad and i don't like watching them to be honest but they did shoot that weird music video in the garage on the car and they wore way too many fedoras and for that alone i vote for mudslide crush i also vote for mudslide crush uh we're in agreement uh the audience did give it to renee cartier which i totally understand because that was my second choice that was my second choice yeah definitely he he is like the worst part about that movie as we said in the episode that he just shows up in the last 10 minutes and then like is the villain all of a sudden and like steals someone's girlfriend in like five minutes flat yeah, it's it's rough. So I'd get why Rene Cartier took the audience vote. But we have to go Mudslide Crush. Or specific... What was the guy's name? Ray? Roy? I don't fucking Ray. know. You think I didn't even read the list before this started. You think I know the guy's yeah, name? I can, I can tell you didn't. Uh, no, I believe it was Ray specifically because Scott becomes a good guy at the end. I don't know. Mm, whatever. Who cares? We're going to move on to the best antagonist category. Oh, I think I know the, who I have for this. The best best. Without even worst. knowing the nominees. I hope he's nominated. Uh, I hope I hope so too, because apparently <laughs> you didn't read the freaking thing. I don't even uh, know. What I did. I, I put I put together a Google Doc and sent it down to say, "Hey, what do you, what do you think of these nominees?" And, and I said, didn't... "You know what? I'll read this later." And then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, we have Bucky from Zombies. We have Taylor and Yuki from Zap. We have Cal from Halloween Town 2, and we have Mystic Max from Now You See It. And for me personally, this is a Mystic Max vote easy. Same. I'm on team. Yeah. I'm on your team. He's one of we said this in the episode. He's the first he guy that to ever kill a person. He, first of all, killed someone. Then he did. also tries to kill Ricky Ullman. Or that's not who this is in this movie. 
<laughs> no, it's Johnny Picard. <laughs> well, he all, I just, you know, I thought that because of Alan Machaca. Um, off brand, sure. Costco brand, Ricky Ullman. Um, <laughs> well, Costco <laughs> brand, they're sometimes better. So. Um, generic brand, Ricky Ullman. Uh, there you go. He tries to kill him, and he also has a plan and a well thought out plan yeah. that he has mm-hmm. obviously has worked in the past, like, which is so sad that I'm so impressed that he has a plan, but is very rare in a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, he's also acted very well. He's got a great actor. He's scary as shit. He's creepy. Yeah, I like Mystic Max a whole bunch. Uh, I definitely think he he was the only one I was actually worried about out of like, Mm -hmm. out of all these people. I did, I did almost include the villains from, uh, Xenon, cause they did also try to kill, like, a oh, bunch of people. Oh, they did try people. to, like, basically do space genocide, which, you know, tough stuff. But they were so bland other than that. They didn't have they any They were, like, corporate. Other... They were, like, suits. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, tell you one of their names. Like, they didn't have the, they didn't have no. the branding that Mystic Max has. Exactly. Exactly. Like, when they, when you tell me that our bad guy is a man, is the greatest magician in the world, his name is Mystic Max, I'm immediately intrigued. He has, he has great, he has a great personal brand. He has a great presence yeah. on on film too. So my, uh, Mystic Max, me and Emma agree, locking that yeah. in. Uh, weirdly, Mystic Max did not get a lot of love in, by, from the audience. You guys, uh, he only got twenty three percent of the vote. Fifteen uh, percent went to Bucky. Seven went to Taylor and Yuki. Um, and then Cal got 55%. They're just going with the big names here, you guys. Listen, Cal is a poor conception of a character. The fact that they're like, let's make another Halloween town. It's going to be Calbar's son. Who was Wait, Cal's make mother? Any sense. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make any sense that Calabar would have a kid. Who cares, dude? It's a Disney Channel I movie. also think he was very evil, and, like, his plan was scary. So I probably, if I had to have a second, like, choice, it would be Cal. Yeah. So I do. No, no, he, he, he's a good second choice. Definitely. I mean, Bucky was real. Bucky and Taylor and they were are funny. more, like, fun. They're fun villains that, like, you, like, are excited to see them do stuff. Uh, but they're not, like, threatening. They like, were more Cal of, like, Ryan Sharpay villains. Like, they were, like, funny. Like, I yes. didn't, I wasn't scared of Bucky. But, I will say the thing that I, Cal had a scary plan, evil, whatever, got it, good, but he legitimately looked 12 and a half years old and didn't yeah. frighten me in the same way that Frank Langella did, so what are you going to do? He also, also, like, let's say, these guys are both wizards. If you put Mystic Max up against Cal, oh, he'd Mystic fucking Max destroy will just destroy him. Up, he'd just kill Cal, because Cal doesn't ever try to kill anybody. Him. He's just trying to put people in masks and turn them into the masks they're wearing. Which is a weirdly specific plan. Yeah, and get a revenge for his dad. Even By though, making uh, he, random people he doesn't know into masks? It's strange. Again, the best part about Cal is that he and uh, Kimberly J. Brown are now dating in real life. That's the best part of his character. It's saving it for me. Mystic Max all the way, baby. Yeah. Next Mystic category. Max. He's the best Disney Channel wizard for... Evil Disney Channel wizard, for sure. Okay, we're, now we're into the three new categories I had this Ooh, year. That was, I'm that so was excited to of, find out what they are. Oh, you, oh, God. You really didn't even read us, did you? Um, nope. So, category eight. I think you'll like them, Emma. Category eight is the worst romance <gasps> of the past oh, I love year. this. First up, Jackson and Zoe from Zach. Oh, I hated that guy. Hated that guy. The Vicky Love Triangle from A Ring of Endless Lights. Hated that as well. Marty and Cal from Halloween Town 2. And then all of them from Lemonade Mouth. Oh, I, I, it's my turn to go first, and I would like to say all of them from Lemonade Mouth is my vote. None of yeah. those romances made sense. None of them needed to happen. I've never seen lazier romance writing in a decom. From the slow burn crush <laughs> of Charlie and Mo that went literally nowhere and served nope. no purpose to most terribly yeah. apathetic boyfriend who they never even got into yeah. one real fight to the random pushing together of Bridget 
men learn when, even though yep. nobody asked for that. And their most romantic scene was about a dead cat. I hated every <laughs> single one of those romances, and none of them went anywhere important. They no, were so yeah. infuriating. Barney and Cal are saved because they're dating in real life now, and I ship it, so I don't care. I won't vote for them. Okay. Jackson and Zoe, fine. I She seemed happy, and I just is want... Is it fine? Is it? He was changing his voice. He was changing his yeah, voice. Yeah, freaking, hey, smartphone, and he's wearing fingerless gloves and beanies all day. I hated asshole. him, but I don't it's hate fine. her, so it's hard. Okay, fair and enough. And it went somewhere, and they like got together in the end. Like, um, and he was... I, I, I definitely think... You could say, I definitely am very heavily leaning towards Lemonade Mouth, but I think I gotta give it to the Vicky Love Triangle from A Ring of Endless Light. Just because, like, so much of that movie is spending time on that. Like, Lemonade Mouth does this problem, has this problem too, where it spends way too much time on these romances that don't do anything. But, like, the romance is, like, a genuine part of the plot of A Ring of Endless Light, and they're both executed so poorly that it just really, it, like, just is the, like cherry on top of the, a bad movie. The only reason I didn't and vote for really that is because they were both super hot, and Fair I like enough. to imagine that those two hot dudes were fighting over me in the early aughts when I could speak to dolphins. That was nice, like escapism for me. So, all right, Emma, Emma, you don't, we don't, no one wants to hear about your masturbation fantasy, um, <laughs> all of but, which involved yeah. dolphins. <laughs> um, but uh, the good news for you, Emma, is the audience agreed with yeah! you and said that all the romances of Lemonade Mouth uh, are the worst romance. Do you guys remember how infuriated I was in the podcast about the Charlie Mo thing that went nowhere? You were furious. It's like somebody did wrote that script and didn't like do a second pass and be like, oh, wait, we didn't really go anywhere with this. We just like let it fizzle for no reason and then had her like, like it's, it makes no sense that it, they, like I like that, like, they didn't get together, but then, like, make a point. Have a fight. Have him learn that men and women can be friends. Do something. I'm sorry, I'm getting heated again just thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're getting hot, Emma. Let's move on to the next one. Which, if the first one is the worst romance, the next category is the best romance. Yay! So, our nominees for this category are Xenon and Greg from Xenon. Josh and Dylan from Geek Charming. The characters, not the actors, because that didn't Disclaimer. go Disclaimer. Well. Uh, Zed and Addison from Zombies, and Dean and Andy from Motocross. <sighs> okay, well, uh, I know. Well, I go, I go first, and I'm pretty sure I know what you're also going to say. I am a little tempted to go with Josh and Dylan, because, like, so much of that movie is just, like, them fall, finding their attraction for one another, and, like, coming together against the odds but also like it it also doesn't really work in a lot of ways with just the, the I also just didn't find him hot so I know you can't really identify how, with yeah, him Emma, this, but how, I didn't Emma, find Emma, him Emma, hot how many of your how many of your opinions for these awards are based on how attractive you find the nominees oh like 85% <laughs> Um, so they, I think an argument can be made. I'm honest, as much as I disliked Zed, I mean, I do kind of like Zed and Anson as a couple. Me too. Um, Me too. Like, yeah, it, they're like, I do like them. I, like, their Romeo and Juliet story. And I mean, Xeon and Greg, Xeon and Greg is a complicated one for me. He's bound to Earth and she's bound to space? No, because I like Greg and I like Xenon, but just the fact that the, the movie is like, and they're together, just, it, it, I don't it just think Greg deserves Xenon. I think he's a such a bit, basic right? piece of white bread. You can find that in any suburb in a, I, on I, Earth. I, I, I kind of feel like he, that she came down to Earth. She didn't have any friends, no connections, and he preyed upon her vulnerability. All right, preyed's a strong to, to, word. He took her horse okay, back sorry. riding. Yeah, he, he, he lured her in with his horse uh, seductions. <laughs> and he, and, and then they were a thing. And for, to be fair, they do, like, 
a kiss, which is nice because we don't get that a lot. Oh yeah, that but, was hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I'm I mean, kidding. They, I'm sure they were fifty. Well, no, they also do that thing where they like try to kiss and then bump faces. I like that. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, which was very realistic because they were like fifteen, thirteen, or whatever. Honestly, I think I'm gonna go Zed and Addison because <sighs> okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like Zed. And Addison is fine, but I think they work best together, in my opinion. I'm going to go Zed and Addison. Okay, so it's for me, it's between Zed and Addison and Dean and Andy. Because I, it, those were the two couples where, like, you know, like, you just got a thing, like, in, during zombies, I was like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Like, I was like, you guys, I wanted them to kiss. I wanted them to be together so badly. I didn't, I didn't say this, I didn't say this when we did the episode. I had never seen Emma care more about something. I wanted them to kiss. The movie than in the motocrossed episode, how invested she was. No, in that's what I'm saying. But no, I was talking about zombies. Zombies, I wanted them to kiss so badly oh. too. But then, oh, oh. but then I was like, like, that was the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, kiss. Like, when they were in that light garden thing, I was like, come on, come on, like, kiss. Yeah. But then Dean and Andy, it was a whole new level. <laughs> so invested. I was like, make out. And I have to go with Dean and Andy. The ideal version of that film for Emma is just they have sex on oh, the film. Yeah, 110%. Much. And they are legally of age, so that is fine yes. to say that. I, I don't think they, I don't want it to be porn, but like, should there have been a tasteful sex scene, like in a PG-13 movie? Yes. And I would have been fully on board. <laughs> that guy is so hot and was literally, he's literally older than I am in that movie. Like, I, I think that's why I was so into them, cause I was really into him. And, yeah. They also just both had the same haircut. I found that hot. I, Dean and Andy all the way, man. Why is that hot? <laughs> what? I don't know. It's like having sex with yourself. Is that everyone's dream? Oh. I think that's no, what you're clone. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm learning a lot about my sister's sexual. No, that's like uh, a very per, common question. Like, like it's a very common like, would you rather question? Like, if you had a clone, like, would you have sex with it? No, <laughs> you wouldn't. No, I don't. Would you watch your clone myself. have sex with someone else so you could see would you look like having sex? I mean, that I could. Yeah, I guess I would. I mean, I would be. I, I could be more open to that. Okay. I just don't want to have sex with a man either way. Okay. True. Uh, okay. <laughs> We've so gotten we very off topic, but I vote Dean and Andy. All right. So we have a problem. Because the audience says Xenon and Greg. Guys, audience. <laughs> did you not remember so the lake? Did the did the Oasis mean nothing to you guys? Well, Emma, Emma, here's the thing. You don't have to convince them. You have to convince me. Lucas, so, come to the Oasis. Make case. What? Or, because let me ask you this. I don't think I can pull you off Dean and Andy. I really don't. Lucas. So you you have to convince me in order to declare the a winner. On- <laughs> the only thing I can say to you to convince you to come to Dean and Andy is, what are you going to do? Well, what is the line? Just look at it. What? For they're at the oasis, you... and he tries to get him to get in the. <laughs> you made that reference went so badly. You said there's only one thing I can say. What are you gonna do? Wait, damn it! What's the line? <laughs> I forgot the reference I was trying. I forgot it. What is it? I don't know. I don't freaking know. But he's like, it's been a come month. on, take your shirt off. Luke, take your shirt off. Get in the o- oasis. Come to Dean and Andy. You know you wanna. For the sake of. Declaring a winner, I will agree with Emma and say Dean and Andy. I I will also say it because that Emma is right. The Oasis is the most like sexual. That was the scene. most romantic scene we had pretty all much. year. It was pre- it was pretty it was pretty explicit what was <laughs> happening there. It was stuff was happening. It, it, I someone somewhere felt things awaken inside, and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dean and Andy are our best romance for this past year. Now, our final category is the most super, the most super, 
What? I can't say the word. Superfluous. So, no, that, no, you pronounce the word. The most superfluous. There, there it superfluous. is. Superfluous. The most superfluous character. Oh, uh, God. The, uh, first, we have Gort from Halloween Town. Excuse 2. me. <laughs> the troll guy who everything lost ends up at his house. What? Remember him? You don't remember Gort? <laughs> no, wait. Oh, is he the one with all the garbage? Like the piles of garbage? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, the, the troll, whatever. <laughs> um, Rob, Vicky's little brother from A Ring of Endless Light, wow, who's in like forgot two scenes. he existed. Yeah. This um, is a hard category because you don't remember any of these people. I mean, I remember them all. Uh, Bonzo from Zombies. Oh, he's the one that didn't um, speak a lick of English. Yeah. And then Jimmy Bottles. From ah! <laughs> Good old ah, Jimmy, Jimmy Bottles. Bottles. You, some could argue that we made Jimmy Bottles relevant. He might have been the most no, useless no, character, no, no. but we made him relevant in our podcast. Well, oh, yes. Yes. We made him relevant. But the fact that the movie is just always like, oh, that Jimmy the Bottles. The fact that he has a first and last name is wild yeah. for someone that makes no difference in the and movie. He has, he has such harsh vision problems and he's like stoned all the time. He's uh, such a I can't wait to card that hang up with you and write some Jimmy Bottles fanfic before I go to bed. Um, <laughs> okay, so Gord, I'm gonna, didn't remember who he was. So someone think that makes him a winner. Really? Really? Because we complained about him a lot during the But episode. he did serve a purpose because his house is where they found the thing. Because there's a place where everything lost goes. Well, it's where they, they didn't find the thing. They were, the whole, the, it's revealed in the house that they were on a wild goose chase. Okay. And he never had the book to begin with. <laughs> oh, and then, all right. And then he, but he, but he has the time portal okay. that they can fly through to go it's back. Still to not Gort. I don't want to vote for Gort. Uh, Bonzo, Jimmy Bottles, or what's my other option? Rob from Marine Valley Light, the little brother. The one who gets let's, saved by the dolphin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to vote for Rob. That was a good scene. Um, and he kind of, he gave, <laughs> really? some, he gave Vicky some emotional weight. Um, he also collects insects. Forgot about that. Um, <laughs> forgot about everything having to do with Rob. These characters are all. Uh, is this best or most? Okay. Most. The most superfluous. God, Luke, this is so hard. I have to go with Jimmy Bottles. Is that. You're going Bottles? I have to go Jimmy Bottles. Okay. Because he's. The, out of all these, he's talked about so much and he really does serve no purpose. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's fair. I, for me, it goes to Bonzo. Okay. Um, that was because, my second choice, like, yeah. Yeah, because because let me say why. He doesn't say a word? We discussed this at length in the episode, and the fact that, like, he exists as a character to, like, give the world more depth by having the whole zombie language, but the fact that the zombie language doesn't come into play in any way, shape, or form True. means that he's basically pointless. He's also a musician. That doesn't come into play it, in any way, shape, or form. None of it factors into the large pot. The reason why I'm going with him over all the others... Is that he's in the whole movie. Yeah. He is right there alongside the action. They, con- they Especially at the end, they like start, they talk to him and be like, oh, what'd you find there, Bonzo? And he's like, so you guys have some We at least and drop like, these oh. other losers at a certain point. Yeah. Gort's only in like the middle. Rob stopped showing up. Jimmy Bottles uh, is not. God a knows where he went. God knows. God willing, he'll return. Um, But Bonzo is there all the time. He has no discernible character. He's also not funny. Like, he doesn't add no. comedy. He wasn't funny to me. Because no, you don't know what he's saying. there. He's the most superfluous It would be funny character. if they would have put subtitles on him. Something like that. Yeah. Instead of having people do... Instead of having people do, like, the Pikachu of Pokemon, and they're like, what? That's what you just said? Where he's like... Yeah. And then it's like, what? She's gonna sabotage the cheerleading finals. Well, we gotta go stop her. What? Like, Yeah, exactly. What did the yeah. audience vote? Uh, what did the audience vote? The audience picked Gort, believe it or not. <laughs> they thought Gort was the most superfluous Honestly, character. 
I will go over to the audience and vote for. Why Ford. do you never want to come on my side? You just said Bonzo was your second pick. But I have, always side with the audience over me. But I did have. But I have. I have to side with the audience because when I actually think about it, I truly didn't remember who Gore was, and I did know who everyone else was. So when you're really thinking about most superfluous, like if you if it takes you a really long time to remember who they are. I think I have to vote Gort. I like I get Gort because he we spend so much time on him and in his house and but for no uh, reason. We're not there for, for a goddamn no reason. reason. And his actors really like doing a bad, annoying job. All right, we're done. Gort sucks. Uh, fine, you can have Gort. I still think it's Bonzo, but whatever. But yeah, that's our last award to give out. Can I put um, in a request for two new awards next year? I mean, yeah, you can start them now, I guess. It's going to be a while till they get used, but shoot. I mean, I don't. we don't have nominees, so I just want to put these in for next year because I think that they would be um, really add some spice. We talked about best fake celebrity because um, I feel like that comes up at least in like every other movie. There's fake celebrities, be it like fake movie Hopefully, stars, yeah. fake musicians, and then um, yeah. best pets because I feel like there's a whole breadth best of pets pet, yeah. we didn't touch upon. Yeah, Remember those crazy pets that in Ring of Endless Light that had like insane people names that we like? Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mistopolis Ro- or whatever. It's- no, no, no. Mr. Rochester and Ned, I believe, yes. their names. <laughs> yes. I would like to give them an honorable mention as the best pets. Sure. I, I don't know if any other pets we had. We had any other pets this no, year. No, there was, there was, there was a dog in Zapped. There is a dog, a dog in Greek Charming, Geek Charming. There's a too, dog in yeah. Geek Charming. Yeah, you're not. There was horses in Xenon and in... All right, but those aren't... The kid that dying cat in Lemonade Mouth? Oh, yeah. The decrepit Nancy. cat. <laughs> Nancy, that dead... That dead-ass cat. That old-ass cat. Rest in peace, Nancy. Rest in peace. Best <laughs> pet, best pet oh, is a great oh, category. Oh, my God. No, I know what we have to end on, Emma. We have to end on all the characters we lost in this past year. Oh, the in memoriam. Yeah, in the in the in memoriam. I didn't prepare this list, so hang on. I'm just gonna pull up our episode list and see who I can remember dies in every ep- in every movie. Uh, I just I, that's an amazing thing to do. Yeah. Uh, nobody dies in Xenon. We're good there. Oh, all right. Uh, our first, our first uh, in memoriam are the fish from the uh, the poof point who got who died as part of a time travel experiment. <laughs> if you remember correctly, in the arms of the angels, far away. From I'm me. playing that song underneath this. Trust me, don't worry. Um, I uh, this is technically a bonus episode, but I'll include it. Uh, Paulo Valseri, he didn't die, but his career is dead, and he can't. And he's just got annihilated so hard by Lizzie McGuire and R.I.P. Paulo's career. Yeah. Um, Halloween Town Two. I guess Cal kind of died, but not really. Like they make a big point to say he did it, but also he never shows up again, so he's dead. So dead. sorry, Cal. Uh, zapped Zoe's dad, uh, who gave her that music box. Oh, R.I.P. Bitch. <laughs> R.I.P. Ultimate Christmas present. Brenda Song's dad mm-hmm. also died. Thank <laughs> he you loved for your Christmas. service. <laughs> Thank you. He loved Christmas, and uh, that's it. He was only talked about once. Uh, stuck in the suburbs. Nobody's dead in that. I don't think. Natasha's right? dad is not dead. He's in Buffalo. No, we just, okay. yeah, he's he's out on business. Um, the real, genuine, most hardcore death from a ring of light. The, the grandfather and uh, a preacher, yeah. a man, a man of preacher. God. Oh, yeah, a man of God. I hope the pearly gates welcome you home, sir. Yeah, we see die like on screen. After <laughs> really, a long, an on, a long, really the first on screen death we witnessed. On screen death after a long battle with leukemia. He really he got a bad deal. 
Um, also, well, this is an immemorium, but we saw a dolphin get born, so that's the opposite of being deaf, because that happened. It was crazy. Like, half the world and zombies are dead, right? Technically? Because they're zombies? Yep, yep, they're, dead. they're all dead. So, and also their so grandfather that was bit by a zombie? Yeah, but he only got, yeah, but he didn't die from that. He just got his ear bit. I don't know. It was fine. Nobody died in Lemonade. Oh, the cat. Nancy, Nancy died. Nancy! God damn Nancy it. Like, died. Put some respect on Sorry, Nancy. Sorry, that, yeah. Nancy the cat died. Uh, and Bridget Midler's mom. mom. Yeah, Olivia's mom passed. Unfortunately, I think that was it. Don't say unfortunately. No one else died. <laughs> Like, well, you know what? No, I mean, she died. No I, I, no, I said she died, unfortunately, is what I said. I didn't say, unfortunately, no one else died. And uh, no one died in motocross, so that's it. So those are the people we lost this past year, and I'm sure we will get many more. Thank you all for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you. The time we spent with you was truly magical. Just like candle in the wind. And I hope uh, the time that you listeners spent with us this past hour was just as magical I hope you enjoyed uh, the DCOM Choice Awards. We decided to split it off and do a separate episode this time just so we could really dig into these. And I think it was worth it. I think this was a rousing success. I'm excited. Uh, I'm tinselated. I... I, yeah, I think this is the way we're going to do it from now on. But so, also, if you horribly disagree with us, feel free to tell us on Twitter or an email. Uh, or just physically fight me. I don't care. Let's do this. <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you, you will hear our actual anniversary episode very soon on High School Musical, but that's it for the DCOM Awards, and, uh, how do, how do they close award shows, Emma? Go to, go to sleep, kids. Past your bedtime. Go to Bye. sleep, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Play us out. Play us out, Johnny. Johnny.